Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, and welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. I'm so excited that you have continued to listen as we've gone through our college knowledge series. As you know, this is mainly for college students and it's giving you all the knowledge that you need regarding practical life issues that are happening all around us. So we've talked about Um, You know, just starting college. We've talked about the mental health side of things. We've talked about time management. There's so much else that we have discussed. So if you have not checked out those other episodes, make sure you scroll on back and catch up to speed. But this week, as we continue with college knowledge, we are talking about choosing your friends. Obviously, you can probably tell by the title, but (laughs) that's what we're discussing this week. Choosing your friends. Y'all, friends are so important, right? Like they really make such a big difference of how we act, who we are, you know, all the things. And a lot of times they have more impact than we really think or believe. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about this week. But before we get into it, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for everyone that's listening. I pray that you open up their hearts to receive. I pray that you allow them to um, be able to analyze their own life, see if there's anything that they need to change. Lord, we always are wanting to just be more like you and that requires sometimes changing or, or shifting things around or just rearranging or adjusting. And so I pray that you do that in our lives so that we can look more and more like you every single day help everyone that is on their college campuses or in school, that you give them the strength and the motivation to continue on, finish the semester strong, and that they would just be able to push through and remember why they started and remember that it's worth it. So I pray that you give them direction, guidance, if people are needing to decide majors or whether or not they even are going to stay in school, if that's the route that you have for them. I pray that you make everything clear, that you give them clarity and wisdom to be able to make the proper decisions and that they would have the discernment to know when to do it, what to do and how to do it and that they would just execute it with you, not in their own strength, but they would do it with you. So I thank you, God, that you're with us in all of our decisions no matter how big or how small, and that we can just trust you with all of them. So we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so like I said, we're going to be talking about friends this week. And so so there's this quote that I've heard, or you may have heard, it's pretty popular, and it really is true. So it says, show me five of your friends, and I'll show you who you are. And honestly, that really is so true. It says, show me five of your friends, and I will show you who you are. Friends and who you hang around with say a lot about you. You may have also heard the quote that says, birds of a feather flock together, right? Those that are alike, they hang out. And if you are in a group, you begin to act like the people that you're with, you know? Like, I, I noticed that even when me and my best friend, like, when we laugh, like, we laugh the same now, you know? It's like, did I used to laugh like this before I met you? You know, like, I don't know. It's just random things that change about us. And there may not necessarily be bad things because friends can definitely make us better, too. They can really impact and influence us sometimes more than we think. And sometimes we don't realize it until we're looking back. We're looking in hindsight and we're realizing how we have changed, whether for the better or the worse, because of the people around us. 
And in college, you meet a lot of people, right? You're meeting your classmates, which can kind of be like acquaintances. You kind of hang out if you need to study or you text each other about getting notes or something like that. Um, maybe you're working while you're in college, um, whether part-time, on campus, you're volunteering or something. And so you have coworkers or co-laborers that you are involved with and that you've gotten to meet. You also have your roommates, right? If you live on campus, then you have the people that you live with. Those are people in your life and they can definitely affect your college experience. And then you also have friends that you make that a lot of times turn into best friends. Um, I definitely, one of my one of my closest best friends is um, from college. Well, we met a little bit before I went to college, but we then went to the same university and we've just stuck it out since then. And I've made a lot of great connections. I was in one of my friend's weddings because of meeting her in college. I have worked with some of my friends from college. So it's just been really cool of the different connections that I've made with people that I met during my college years. So I want to ask you the question and to ask yourself, who am I hanging around? Who am I hanging around? Because a lot of times, a lot of our decisions are being impacted by who we're hanging around. So I want to actually look at a story in scripture that really shows the importance of friends. A lot of times the scripture is preached on regarding your faith and doing anything it takes to get to Jesus. But I want to emphasize a different part of the story and notice the friends in the story. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 17. And it's quite a bit of scripture, but I'm going to read it all to get the point across. It's Luke chapter 5, verse 17. And this is about the layman who was brought to Jesus. On one of those days, as he was teaching, this is referring to Jesus, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiving you. So this scripture goes on, you know, he gets his sin forgiven and he gets healed. And it's like a double whammy. It's an amazing story about a miraculous healing that Jesus did. This is in the New Testament. So this is while Jesus was here on earth in Luke chapter five. And because it's in the gospels, a lot of times the stories repeat themselves. And so you can also read this story in Matthew chapter nine and in Mark chapter two as well. So with that, the part that I wanted to focus on is how the men, they were bringing this man to Jesus, right? These were his friends. He, they're bringing him to Jesus, but because of all the people around Jesus, they couldn't find a way in. And so they did whatever they had to do to make sure that their friend got to Jesus. And so if we're seeing all of this happen, do we, are we still going to act like who we hang around doesn't matter? Right? Like this guy had great people around him, literally around him as they carried him to Jesus. Do we not see how important it is that our friends and the circle around us and the people that are around us, the closest to us, that they need to be followers of Christ? If we're going to live out a life for Christ, I know that we may be called to be friends with people who are non-believers, you know, to show them, you know, what it is to live for Christ. I'm not saying any of that is wrong, but what I am saying is the people in our lives, our closest friends, our circle, these need to be people that are following after Christ and that will lead you to Christ. Your friends should represent Christ and simultaneously lead you to him. 
I'm going to say that again. Your friends should represent Christ and simultaneously lead you to him. Look at this story and ask yourself, would my friends do that? Are my friends leading me to Christ or away from him? These are the questions. These are the hard questions that you have to ask yourself. One of my best friends, a friend that I actually met in college, um, when I'm speaking about her to other people, one of the main things that I say over and over again about her is that she has brought me to the feet of Jesus more than anyone else. Through our conversations over the years, she has done gone through some dirty, like she's gone through the mess with me, right? And I'm thankful for that, that she is somebody that I know that will bring me to the feet of Jesus over and over again. No matter what it takes, no matter what's going on, she will find a way. And I'm so thankful that I have friends like that. But you have to ask yourself the same questions. Are my friends leading me to Christ or are they leading me away from him? Am I always having to be the one that is the only one talking about Christ? Am, am I the one that's only the only one standing up for the things of God? Or do I have other people that are sharpening me, that are challenging me, that are encouraging me in the Lord? Like I said, I'm not saying that you may not be called to certain friendships because you're trying to be the light to those friendships. But if they are doing more harm than good, you may have to reassess the situation. Because sometimes we are holding on to people. Let me tell y'all something. Let me let y'all in on something that we like to do. We like to try to justify certain people in our lives because we're trying to win them over, quote unquote, win them over. We're going to be the ones to get them to know about Jesus. Baby girl, let me let you know something right now. Let me let you know something. You ready? You ready? Are you ready for the secret? Are you ready? Listen up. Turn me up a little bit in your headphones, okay? The Holy Spirit can move in their lives without you being present. Wow. Crazy, right? The Holy Spirit can move in that person's life without you being present. I remember a couple years ago, I was struggling with a friendship and I felt like, oh, I just need to be in this friendship. I need this person in my life because I'm going to be the one to show them that they need Christ. And God checked me so fast. He was like, baby girl, baby girl, let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something. He was like, sis. And he literally told me those words. Like I can move in their lives without you being there. And I was like, oh, I mean, when you put it like, dad like you didn't have to comfort me like that though you know but that's how I felt I was like I felt like I needed to be there I needed to be that person but that person was not really picking up the same we were not on the same page about things first of all two God was calling that friendship away he was he was removing that friendship from my life and it was really hard because I didn't ever expect that and we have been friends for years but when God is going to do something he you know he He's going to do it whether you're there or not. Like if God's going to move in that person's life, the Holy Spirit can convict that person without you being present. The, he can show up. God can show up in a dream and a vision. He can speak to that person however he needs to, to get his point across. And we don't always have to be present for that to happen. And some of us are using that as our excuse to keep on to holding on to friendship that we know we need to let go of, that we know are causing us to stray from our faith, that are causing us to lose our convictions on things, that are causing us to... Just not be on the same, like, on the have that same fire and that same zeal and that same desire for the things of God. But we're trying to justify it by saying, well, I'm the only Christian that they know. I know, girl, I'm telling you because I used to say the same thing. I used to say that about that friendship. Well, I'm the only Christian that they know. So I need to be in that, I need to be in that person's life. 
God can move in that person's life without you being there. Let that be the thing that sets you free today. If you don't hear anything else about friendships or or even the story about the lame man being brought to Jesus, know that God can work in someone's life without you being present. And so if God is, if you already know that God is calling you away from a friendship, trust that he can do what needs to be done without you having to be a part so that you can go on, you can be free enough to do what you got to do without worrying about what's happening in such and such as life and doing this and doing that. You can do you, boo. You can do you. Normally, when we're looking back at times when we're living away from God, or maybe that's our current life, a lot of time it's because our friends have a part to play. A lot of times our friends are pulling us astray or, you know, causing us to do things that we normally would not do in our own, you know, if we weren't hanging around certain people. The story back, going back to Luke chapter five, that man, his friends brought him to be healed. And we think that our friends don't matter. We think that our friends don't influence us. What if his friend was like, bro, you're paralyzed. You're just going to be paralyzed your whole life. I don't even believe in this Jesus thing. We're not going to take you. You're wasting our time. We got other stuff to do. You just sit here and just suffer your whole life. We're your friends, but like, man, you're asking for too much now, right? But no, they said, no, we're going to take you. Like the scripture doesn't say exactly whose idea it was. If if he asked them to take him or they volunteered to take him or whatever the case was, maybe they all collectively wanted to go. But regardless, they all agreed. Yeah, bro, we'll carry you. Remember, these people don't have cars. So it's not like they just threw him in the back seat and just like wheeled him up there. They walked for however long they had to walk to get to this place where Jesus was. Even if it was in the same town, it still wasn't just a quick trip. And now on top of walking, they're carrying somebody with them. That's how much they cared about their friend. And that's how much they wanted to see Jesus. Those are the type of friends you need to have. Friends that care about your well-being. Friends that care about your mental health, your physical health. They care about you as a person, not just what you can do for them, but who you are just as a person, regardless of if you can do anything for them. But also, you want friends that seek the Lord and will do anything to make sure that they can get you and themselves to Jesus. If you look at Luke 5 verse 20, it says, and when he saw their faith he said man your sins are forgiving you the faith of those friends who are your friends what kind of faith do they have are they going to believe with you when you say that you're believing for healing are they going to stand in agreement with you when you're praying over your family for your family to be restored are they going to are they going to stay and pray with you when you're having a hard time and the only thing you know how to do is call on jesus or they're nowhere to be found when you're talking about the things of god Or are they doing something completely against God, causing you to then stumble and sin as well? You got to ask yourself the hard questions. Look around your friends. Look at who you're hanging out with. Look at who you're spending your time with. I'd rather you make the hard decisions now than wait 20 years and look back and see if you had only just stopped hanging out with such and such and doing this and being here and going there. Look how different things would have been. So now if you're listening to this and you say, man, I'm tired of getting caught up in the wrong crowds. I'm tired of these friends that aren't really helping me. I'm trying to be the one to live better. I'm trying to get back on track with God. I'm trying to go deeper with him, but I I can't with the friends that I have. And you're trying to figure out, so where do I find Christian friends? I tell people, go where the Christians are. You want Christian friends? You go where the Christians are. If you want friends that are going to drink, you go to the bar, right? If you want friends that are, musicians you go to the music class right 
So if you want friends that are Christian, you go where the Christians are. Go to Bible study. Go to church. Go to the Christian events on campus or at your church. That's a great place to find them. (laughs) And this is not saying that you're going to be friends with everybody and everybody you encounter is just going to be besties. But it is saying that that's where you're going to find them, where they're already hanging out, right? Go where they are and start being friendly. The Bible says you want a friend, show yourself friendly. So go show yourself friendly at these different events and pray for the Lord to send the right people to your life. The thing with friends is that they can really affect your faith so much. And a part of um, the right friendships is is also peer pressure. And when I was asking at the beginning of the semester, different topics that y'all wanted me to cover, peer pressure was one of them. And so with pressure, with that peer pressure, you have to look around at your friends and see if they're pressuring you to do things that you don't want to do. My thing is this, let hear me and hear me well. I'd rather you be quote unquote lonely, but you're living right with God than you be the popular one, yet you're living a life that's absolutely an abomination to God. And you know that if you die right now, you're not living right. I'd rather you be lonely for a season, but you know that you're in the will of God. And I know that sounds crazy. It's like, Steph, you don't want me to have friends? No, I'd love for you to have friends, but I want friends that are gonna keep you on the straight and narrow way and not have you out here wilding out just for the sake of having friends. They're not worth it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to tell you, they're not worth it. Because you have to get to the point where you realize that living right with God and, and living in his will is more important than just having a bunch of followers and a bunch of people around you. Because at the end of the day, none of those people will be able, you can't take any of them with you when you're standing before God. When you stand before God and ha- give an account for your life, it's going to be you and him. And you're going to have to answer for the things. You're not going to be able to point to Bob and Keisha and Sarah and Larry. You're not going to be able to point to them and say, well, it's because they did this and I wanted to be with them and they wanted to go, but I didn't really want to go, but I went anyway. You're going to have to be an account for your own life. And I know something as quote unquote superficial as having friends, you don't think it goes that deep, but it does. I know what when the times when I was making bad decisions and I know the people that I were around who were encouraging me to make those bad decisions. Think about it as something as simple as like you're trying to get advice on a, a guy, right? And you can either have your secular friends, you maybe you got your wild secular friends that they sleep around all the time. They are out here just casually dating whoever they're part of the hookup culture nightlife all of that and then you have like one or two christian friends who are living right who are waiting till marriage who are trying to live pure before god right and you're going you have a question about a guy whether or not you should um you know keep talking to him or whatever you're going to get two different way different kind of advice depending on who you're asking and a lot of times we're making decisions based on the advice that we get from our friends. Obviously, we should consult the Holy Spirit and ask for him to show us. But a lot of times it's coming down to us asking our friends, right, to get advice. And so if you have these golly friends that are telling you all this stuff and they're saying, no, I don't think he's good. You know, like if he's trying to, you know, pressure you to do things you don't want to do, he's not understanding your boundaries. But then you have your friends on the other half of the, the, the worldly secular friends that are like, girl, just do you, whatever. It's not even a big a deal. It's just sex. You just go and do what you got to do, girl. Handle your business. I'll be cheering you on. Now look, now you're, you're, you got like an angel on one side, devil on the other kind of thing. And they're both whispering in your ear, who you hang around makes such a difference. Friends can also affect gossip. Gossip is huge. Y'all know how girls be trying to be. But here's the thing. All girls don't gossip. Let me make that very clear. I used to think that, oh, gossip is just a girl's thing. No, gossip is a sin thing. 
Let me say that again. Gossip is not just a girl thing. Gossip is a sin thing. Not all girls gossip. I don't have friends that gossip. And I remember when I was working at a job where gossiping was just all over the place. I, I worked with coworkers who gossiped all the time. I would not participate in that. I, I at least tried my best not to. I was not perfect. There were times when I did slip and I had to repent for that. Um, but for the most part, I did not participate in that. I would either walk away or I would change the subject while we're talking because I'm not going to involve myself in gossip. I don't want someone to gossip about me. I don't want to be gossiped about. I don't want to gossip about other people. But your friends who you're hanging around, sometimes some of y'all have friendships based solely on the fact that y'all like to gossip. Like if y'all didn't gossip, y'all wouldn't even know what to talk about. Y'all be sitting at the table silent because that's the whole friendship. The friendship is based solely on the fact that y'all gossip. That's not healthy. That's got to go. If we're trying to live right, that's that's slandering, right? Because gossip falls under slandering because a lot of times when we're talking about people, it's not for good good reasons, Look at your friends, assess your group of friends. All of that matters. I said this earlier and I'm going to say this again as I'm wrapping things up. Your friends should represent Christ and simultaneously lead you to him. That means that they should look like Christ and they should bring you to Christ. Your friends should look like Christ and, and bring you to Christ. So as we're wrapping things up, as we're talking about friends and choosing our friends wisely, how do we make this thing pop? How do we incorporate the values of purpose, obedience, and prayer into this topic of choosing friends wisely? For purpose, your friends can lead you to purpose and help you walk in your purpose, or they can lead you astray from your purpose. If you know you're called to one thing, but none of your friends are, and they're living lives that are not pleasing to the Lord, they are most likely going to pull you astray from your purpose. It's going to be a lot harder to walk in what you know you have to do while you are surrounded by people that are not pushing you towards that that goal or that vision, that purpose. So make sure that your friends lead you to their purpose. This doesn't mean that your friends have to have the same exact calling and stuff as you. That's not, you know, none of my friends are in full-time ministry, like entrepreneurship. Um, none of my friends, uh, were nurses. Like I have one best friend that was a nurse. Um, but you know, it's like, not that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be doing the exact thing that you're doing, but all of your friends, if you're looking around them, they should be supporting you, pushing you towards these purpose at least the ones that are in your inner circle. They should be pushing you and leading you in your purpose. For obedience, God may be calling you to let some people go. And so I want you to just trust them, even if it's hard. I know what it is to let go of friendships. It's hard. It's hard to make those, you know, sever those ties with them, especially if y'all been rocking together for a while. But one quote that I say often, and it kind of hurts to hear, it's even harder to live out, but it's so true, is this. Elevation requires separation. Elevation requires separation. That means that when you're trying to go to the next level in God, when you're trying to really strengthen your faith in him, there's going to be things that you're going to have to be separated from. God has not called us to look like the things of this world, to act like, to be like the things of this world. He called us to stand out. He said, be not conformed to this world in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. Be not conformed, but be transformed. He says, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So he's calling us to look different. We are consecrated. We're set apart. We're a royal priesthood. We're going to look different than the average non-believer. We're supposed to act different than the non-believer. We're supposed to carry ourselves different. And we're supposed to walk in our purpose and and choose our friends wisely. And it's going to look different than the non-believer's friends. But it's so worth it. 
So as you're praying, even there may be some of y'all that these certain people are already coming to mind and you're thinking about the fact of, man, I think God is calling me to remove myself from this or let this friendship go. Ask the Lord to give you clarity to make it make, you know, make it clear, make it plain of what he's wanting. And if you already know, go ahead and do it in obedience. And if you're unsure, continue to pray until you get clarity and he'll let you know if that person needs to be cut off or not. But trust. Remember, guys, remember, remember, remember. You don't have to be present in order for God to move. So ladies, as you're making these decisions, make them with the Holy Spirit and he will give you all the strength, the boldness, the courage, whatever it is you need to, you know, to let those friendships go. And he will also give you the wisdom on how to do it. Some people, it's a hard, you know, stop in a conversation of, hey, we're, let's talk. I, I can't move forward in this friendship. Some t- sometimes people are just going to have to pull back and um, just not go, you know, not hang out with them anymore you know, remove yourself from a group chat or stuff like that. So, hey, God will let you know what and how to do it, but just bring all of that to him. And prayer. Obviously, this fits into everything that we've been saying. Pray for that wisdom and discernment with the people that are currently in your life so that you know who needs to stay, who needs to go. But even a step further than that, pray for wisdom and discernment for people that are to come in your life in the future so that you can already have um, discernment enough to know if that person needs to be a part of your life or not when you meet them so that you're not having to go on the back end of things and say, oh man, I need to cut that friend off. Maybe God is saying you don't need to even, they don't even need to go past hello. Like you need to (laughs) just keep that person way over there. So These are things to consider as you are choosing your friends wisely. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really pray that you receive this, that it hit home and to some degree and that you just take time to look around in your life. Maybe you've already assessed your friends. Maybe you've already done a purge and you got some good friends rocking with you. That's great. And that's awesome. I know for me, I had to do a serious (laughs) purge of my friends in college as I was really trying to live wholeheartedly for God. And that's my heart for y'all. I want you to be so on fire for God that you don't have water buckets of friends around you putting out your fire constantly. I want you to have friends that are igniting your fire even more. So I hope that this encouraged you. If you are struggling with letting go of your friends or you have a testimony or a question, you can always hit me up either on social media or on um, through email as well so that I can connect with you. So with that being said, if you have not already, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can check out our website at ChristianGirlsPop.com and you can check us out on YouTube at Christian Girls Pop. Our email address is ChristianGirlsPop at gmail.com. And if you would like to make any donations, you can make them through our website or through Venmo at Christian Girls Pop or on Cash App at dollar sign Christian Girls Pop. All the donations go towards the ministry to further the spread of God's word. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.